welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. Today, I am very excited to be joined by Trish Damkroger, Vice President and General Manager of the Technical Computing Initiative within Intel's Data Center Group. Welcome. Thank you. So, Trish, I know that you've been engaged in the technical computing arena for a really long time, but you're relatively new to Intel. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you have arrived at this point in your career? Sure. I joined Intel from Lawrence Livermore National Labs, and Lawrence Livermore is a huge high-performance computing user normally having our systems in the top 10 of the top 500. So a lot of background in using high-performance computing and the need for high-performance computing. And I joined Intel. I've been at Livermore for 15 years, and I think there's a couple of reasons why I made the switch from a national lab to Intel. I'm very involved in the SD conference series, and SD14, I had the honor of chairing the conference series. This conference series is going on its 30th year. I mean, it's an industry in itself. And so you can pick a few things that you really want to have an impact. And I really wanted to say to the people the importance of high-performance computing and came out with this HBC Matters campaign. There were two reasons why I was excited. The main reason is I had teenage kids. And they thought I had the boringest job ever. And I wanted them to see, <laughs> I see the that, motivation. No, yeah, I have a really cool job. And what I do can change the world. And then I also wanted to help, in general, people understand. So I put together this whole HPC matter. Well, I didn't personally. The SC team put it together and started to trademark these HPC matter videos talking about how HPC has helped Parkinson's disease and the PG&E create products. And I just got really excited about trying to spread that word more and more. And I felt a company like Intel would allow me to do that. What architecturally distinguishes these large systems from traditional cloud and data center architectures? And what do you find most stimulating within the ways that we actually build the underlying infrastructure? When we talk about high-performance computing, we're really looking at tools that will allow for scientific discovery or insight. They're the tool that is used. You go back to the model that scientific discovery has three legs, experiment, theory, and simulation. In our traditional sense, we've used simulation when we couldn't do something due to it was unfeasible, we couldn't model the interior of the sun, or it would take way too long aging of a material. So simulation has been able to fill in this need for scientific discovery. And that's kind of where I see the difference with high-performance computing than with your traditional computing infrastructure. The industry has spent a lot of time lately talking about analytics in general, and in particular, artificial intelligence and machine learning. How do you distinguish high-performance computing from these other types of analytics that are run out of data centers? And are they the same? Are they distinct? How do you see that? So I would say both. You need high-performance infrastructure in order to run 
machine learning, deep learning, and modeling and simulation. There's a lot of discussion in the community about the convergence of these two areas. And I think we're going to see that not just in the architectures, so the hardware, but also in the applications. So a great example is we can use our modeling simulation. We use theory to develop models. Then we can take the results of a modeling simulation and run that through high-performance data analytics or machine learning to refine our model, and it's a continuous loop. And I think that's where we see the industry going in the next couple of years. So I do think there's going to be a big convergence of what are the architectures needed and the software needed in order to meet that new workload or business need. As you look at the next generation of solutions, what do you think are the next things that really matter that you're expecting to come out of the insights delivered by high-performance computing? And what really gets you excited to start your work every day, working with our customers on the delivery of those solutions that will fuel those insights? Number one, high-performance computing can help so many people from your small and medium businesses all the way up to these big supercomputers. What I get most excited about, and I think it's because maybe when I was growing up, I always thought I'd be a doctor, is the personalized medicine sense. The okay. fact that um, we may be able to identify exactly what somebody needs to cure their specific type of cancer or their heart disease or whatever ailment they have instead of these blanket cures. I mean, that's what I get the most excited about. But I can also get equally excited about using high-performance computing to, you know, Boeing used it to create the Dreamliner without testing and cut years off of development time and dollars. So, you know, that's pretty cool that we can use this tool and save a lot of time and money. We've heard before from this industry the next major moment of innovation is when we reach exascale. Can mm-hmm. you explain what exascale computing is and how you see Intel working with the rest of the industry and our customers on reaching this important threshold of capability? Exascale in its most generic sense is, you know, 10 to the 18th. So that's, you know, a billion, billion calculations per second, which is a bit mind-boggling when you think about that. When you look at the Exascale computing project, they're looking at applications that can run 50 times faster, better than what they're currently running on our petascale systems. So it's not just how many calculations you're doing per second, but actual real work that you're getting done. And that's what an Exascale machine is their goal and for that project you know, there's a lot that's going on into Exascale, and it's going to take the community to get there from all the constraints, the needs for power, and the algorithm development, the applications that can run on these systems, and the software stack. So, Intel is a key component, a key part of the ecosystem and working with the other vendors and our customers to help move us towards exascale. And Dell has made some key investments in technology, so more performance per watt with our Xeon Phi line. So there's a number of things that we've been working on the whole better together for the push towards exascale and better machines. Are there specific types of 
insights that are just too vast right now, where you know that when we get to the scale of machines, we may be able to break through to that level of insight? Any that come to mind? So one of the things that Exascale can give us is right now in climate modeling, we cannot take into account the effect of clouds. So we can only get to the kilometer level, and we really can't get down to your street, your city necessarily, what's going to happen there. With the ability to have Exascale, we will be able to do that. Now, we're always going to have the desire to know more, and that's going to push us to continue to look at what are those next systems. But yeah, we're going to be able to answer some important questions with Exascale, with aging of materials, and with climate, and even with human health. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on the program today, Trish. I'm really looking forward to hearing more about what your organization is delivering. We'd love to have you back soon. Thank you. We'd love to come back. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 